That was good. Thank you very much. So I want to welcome everybody to Chisholm Trail Cowboy Church. Welcome the folks watching online. Is this thing jacking up? Martha's shaking her head. Yeah, she was the only honest one. Thanks, everybody. I know who I can trust now. So we want to thank Enid Livestock Market, Dakota and Clarissa Davis for opening up this facility to us and allowing us to have church here on Tuesday nights. So let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> want to remind the cafes open on church night. Tonight we actually had pizza in there because they had an event deal, but we still had pizza and a meal. So hope everybody that came got to partake in that and, and enjoyed the pizza night. So. We have the men's ministry, the Full Armor Men's Ministry will be meeting on the 20th of November at Camp Clearview. It's just uh, going towards Drummond on 132, right after you cross Turkey Creek, it's on the left. So that's on the 20th, starting at 5 p.m., men. So gentlemen, if you're available, we'd love to see you out there and, and partake in a word with us. So as we come into Veterans Day, and we got Thanksgiving Day right around the corner, we start seeing the Christmas stuff pop up. And we want to let everybody know that we're going to participate in an Angel Tree event and some other things. So if you have some uh, spirit in your heart to, to give to the needy and to help out those, those kids that, that need some help, we're going to be doing that. And there'll be more to come as we step forward with that. So be prayerful about it and, and see what you want to do and what you can do in your hearts. Um, prayer request. Miss Pat walks around with a prayer uh, request, and if you have somebody that needs prayer, let her know so that you can, we can get them on the list. After Pastor Kelly's done with his sermon, we go upstairs and we pray over those requests. So we, we want to come together with you if you have prayer needs to get that hashed out and get, get you lifted up in prayer. Um, at the same time, when he does his call to salvation, if if that is you, and you don't know God tonight, I pray that you'll get up and, and come up and join us. So we do it up there right after Pastor Kelly's done with his sermon. So for tithing gifts and offerings, we got buckets at each one of the entrances. If you want to mail in a gift, it's 2504 West Owen K. Garriott, number 317, Enid, Oklahoma, 73703. Um, if you want to give online, it's ctccenid.com. There's a place on the website where you can click to give. And uh, we want you to give from the heart. We don't want you to, you know, we just want you to, to be in agreement with God with what you give. I want to share out of Proverbs 3 today, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, the first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. And I wanted to share that because this is a time of year when myself and my lovely bride Emma had to do some soul searching. About five years ago, our, I'm a contractor out on base, so when we recompete our contracts, I may or may not have a job. So in this event, I knew that I wasn't going to have a job because my company wasn't allowed to recompete because it was a large business. Me and Emma spent a lot of time in prayer. We went to the Lord and said, you know, what will you have us to do, God? And both of us felt that without question, he was telling us that he brought us to Enid, Oklahoma for a reason. 
Not completely certain what it was at that time. We were connected in a church. We were, we were growing rapidly in, in, in our relationship with the Lord. But we had this wall in front of us. It didn't appear that there were any doors open. The company that won the contract told me right up front, we don't have a position for you. But me and Emma stood in our faith. We continued to live exactly what this says. We honored God. And with that honor comes a little bit of trust, or a lot of trust. We laid it all on the line. We gave it to God, and we said, God, whatever you'll have us to do, we're here for you. Less than a week later, that company figured out how to put a position on contract for me. God opened that door. They'd already told me there wasn't one. So when I look at that scripture, it says to honor the Lord with your wealth and the first loves, and then you, then you benefit. Don't be the person that wants to benefit before you honor. You got to do the first step, which is honor the Lord. So with that, I'll turn it over to Pastor Kelly for prayer. And Amen. Thank you, Willie. I tell you what. Uh... Is this the one that was not working? Yeah. Trade them see, out. See how he does with that. Yeah. Martha would have told you it wasn't working. Yeah, Martha will keep you straight. Sometimes she helps me out afterwards, but she'll, she, I, I'll also rely on her to, to uh, correct me sometimes. Or if I can't think of a scripture, I'll say, Martha, where's that one at? You know. But anyway, well, I want to, I, I know one more announcement. We are going to have a roping clinic. You see the flyers up uh, from the 310 Ranch. I had an opportunity this last uh, weekend to go down to Ardmore to a uh, pastor's conference at a, at a church down there. But also, had, they live down there, so I had an opportunity to spend some time roping with uh, these two uh, men that, that put on this ranch rope clinic and uh it's uh a ranch roping uh videos and clinics if you like youtubing and 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 looking up cowboy stuff look up 310 ranch and uh, watch these guys they're really really good throwing loops that are different than i mean i ro rodeoed and competed uh swinging this away and i mean they swing backward and everything i i watched a pretty cool youtube video of one of the pros uh, trying to think which one snow. I think uh, can't think of his first name. Anyway, he whipped his horse. He was late coming out of the box. Whipped his horse like this, brought it back around this way, and headed the steer. And uh, it was in the short round of the open roping. Now, if you're a cowboy, you like that kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, these guys will be here doing a ministry uh, as well. well. We'll have a church service. And so it's uh, we've rented the Enid Pavilion. If you've ever been on the dirt side of Enid. Uh, Coliseum. It's it's heated, fairly warm. It'll be out of the weather. Uh, if you want to come to church that morning, we're going to do a breakfast at eight, and uh, we'll try to get an RSVP by that time, December fifth, and and then we'll. It's Pete, Pete's. It's not. Uh, uh, it's not this week, next week. It's December 5th, okay? And uh, they they went out there. I, should I tell you that? Boyd, I'm sorry I threw you under the bus there. But anyway, I said that's why we put it in a bulletin. But having a little fun with that. But but I'm excited about having a church service for you who, who would like to go out and have church in the dirt. And uh, we'll do it out there. Bleachers, so dress accordingly. But it'll be warm in there enough that you can handle it. It won't be a long service. Then we'll do some of the roping clinic after that. Uh, Hopefully we have some 
really good turnout for that. And we're going to be able to minister to them on a breakfast and a lunch on that Saturday, that Sunday. And we'll also do a lunch on that Saturday. So if you want to be able to help with that, you can uh, be in be in contact with my wife will be a good one to to keep in contact with. All right. Let's go into the word tonight. I'm, I'm excited about that. Let's uh, turn it. If you got your Bibles to Psalms 92. I'm going to continue with uh, part two of what I was ministering last week. I know our crowd was down because of the rain and the mud. But I can tell you this, that parking lot is a lot better. Um, they have added some rock down the, the driveway coming in, and the parking up close isn't too bad. And if you park, now right out in front, if you get off the very front, it's definitely muddy. But if you stay kind of off to this side, is is pretty good. And, uh, you know, just wear your older shoes. You'll be all right. You know, you, you'll be all right. But uh, anyway, we appreciate uh uh, those that have have uh, continued to come even when the weather isn't so great. And uh, but anyway, few of you weren't here last week. I'm going to go just a little bit over this, but I'm not going to review everything. If you want to go back and watch it, you can you can find it at the website or you find it on Facebook. But it's called lifestyle. I'm calling this lifestyles of the richly blessed. And this will be part two. You say, oh, man, what are we going to talk about? We're talking about being richly blessed. Well, you know, the Bible talks a lot about us being richly blessed. But, you know, the, some of the things that, that I'm going to communicate with you and talk to you about is not necessarily in material things. See, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. That's what the Bible says. The blessing of the Lord is what we're after because here's what I know is regardless of my circumstances and my situations, when I'm walking in the blessing of God, things just begin to fall our way. You know, I, I do my morning Bible study uh, the, on uh, High Call Ministries, and I, I used the illustration the other day, uh, last week I walked into... Munn Supply, welding supply here in Enid, and I needed a, a quick coupler for my cutting torch. I was up here working on, we straightened this gate, and I cut the holes in up here, and I, I, I was working on cutting this hinge off and, and getting that back straight so I could weld it back, and my torch, poof, I mean, it lit up, and Jason and, and Willie were up top working up there, and, and I dropped it, and I mean, it was flaming, and you know, of course, that's not exactly tied to a high-pressure bottle, as a, you know, it's not really something you want to see happen. Oh, uh, is this one on? You can go ahead and bring me a... Uh, but, you know, we were, uh, as we were, I got that into Munn's Supply, I walked in there and I was trying not to spend any more money than I had to. I was just being tight. And a whole new set of those was like $60. Well, they only had one of the, the male end of that. It's, a, it's two parts and it clips together so you can take your torch off and stick it in the toolbox, keep it out of the weather. And so I, I, here I am in this place, and as I walked in, the cool thing was is there was a... Uh, a guy, a farmer there that I hadn't seen in a lot of uh, in a long time, and he came to me and he said, uh, or, he, or he just said, "Hey Kelly, good, good to see. You. Hadn't seen you in a long time. What's going on?" We talked to him. He said, "How's the churches?" So I got to talk about the two churches that I pastor and and uh, was talking to him about all that stuff. And as I was talking to him, I uh, as I was talking to him, I was started up to the counter. There was a couple of people there, and I finally got there and. And I showed the guy what was going on, and I'd bought the parts in there. And all of a sudden, uh, or I mean, as we got to looking at that, they couldn't figure out the, the part. 
uh, they couldn't or didn't have the parts and didn't have them there. Well, I didn't really know if I bought both oxygen acetylene sides, it was gonna it was gonna cost me sixty bucks, and I and I didn't need both sides. So I'm being tight. I thought, well, I'll just screw it direct on there, just thread it on there, and just be done with it. Won't worry about it. Well, there's a guy popped out pops out of the. Uh, out of one of the offices right there on the end of the counter. And I need to go back in. I don't know the man. I don't know that he knows me. But he, he said, what are you looking for? And I showed him, we showed him what he was looking for. And he pulled, went back there, and he had one that was already out of a package. I don't know what it was off of. But he brought it out there, and he snapped it together. And he said, here. And I went, oh, okay. Well, I had my checkbook in my hand. I said, so he said, no, just take that. Go on. I said, well, thank you. And I left. I didn't hang around. I didn't go, you know, I didn't argue with him. Well, why? Because he blessed me. Now, see, here, I don't know if he heard I was a preacher. I don't know. I mean, I didn't, sure enough, did not look like one. But you know what? I didn't go in there in my tie or anything, you know. But, but I, I didn't look like one. But here's the thing. He was being used by God to bless me. Now, see, recognizing that is part of what I'm talking about. When we, when we understand God wants to do good things for us, we understand that we, we begin to recognize being blessed. Being richly blessed is, is little things like that. You know, it's, it's, awesome, uh, they're, they're, it's awesome that you can save. I just, uh, you know, you could say, I guess I made 60 bucks because I was ready to write the check. I mean, I was, it was going out of my hand. But then God provided. See, that's one of the ways that, that God can supply. Uh, as we look here in Psalms uh, 92, I read this scripture. And, and it says in verse 1, it says, It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. Let's switch over to this other mic. Are we good? Okay, I forgot what I was doing. Y'all were wondering when I was going to quit preaching with two mics. But uh, anyway, I began to, as I began to uh, look at this verse, I, it grabbed hold of me. See, if we're going to live a life that's richly blessed, it begins with, kind of like what Willie said, it begins with our part. He said, honor God. What's he talking about? Honor God with our finest. If we want the blessing, we want to honor God. We do our part. God does his. In this verse, he says, praise God in the morning and his faithfulness at night What's, what's in between that? Your whole day. See, if we'll start and finish with praise and honor and glory to God, we've done something different. See, I want to walk in, the, in being richly blessed, and that's what, part of what I do to be richly blessed is I praise God. But notice he says, he goes on uh, and he says, uh, proclaim your love in the morning, your faithfulness at night. And you know, the thing that he's praising, we, we didn't turn there, but in uh, Psalms 9, 9, let's look at it real quickly. I, I, I guess I do need to turn there, Whitney. I told you I wasn't going to. She usually puts the, the scriptures up on the screen for those that are watching. But he says in verse 1, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you, and I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. Now, now notice, he didn't say when everything's working really good. He didn't say, praise God when it's all good. Isn't it, isn't it easy to praise I mean, I walked out of there, praise God. But you know what, I'd, after, after I left Mun Supply, 
But I got up that morning, praise God. We go to bed, praise God. See, we developed it as a lifestyle. See, here's the thing. When we, when we determine that we're going to walk richly blessed of God, there's certain ways and lifestyle that we begin, to in, we begin to incorporate into our lifestyle, and it's to praise God. We begin to worship Him. But notice, we don't just praise Him when it's good or He does something for us. We praise Him for who He is and what He's done. I, 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 say, I use the prayer a lot of times. I, say th I pray, I say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do. That's that spirit of expectancy. See, I, I look for those kinds of blessings. Now, I didn't go in there to Munns with the, with the attitude of, y'all sold me a defective part, you know, three years ago. <laughs> I just had to throw that part in. It was well used enough. I was not accusing them of, of, of anything. I wasn't expecting anything free. I wasn't expecting them. I just wanted the part. But I wanted to only buy what I needed, and we didn't know which side was fixed, and they didn't have both parts. And he fixed it anyway. He found it. He fixed it anyway. But he did it over and above a little bit of extra. Well, see, that's, that's uh, my attitude was, God, I'm, I'm praising you whether I pay for it or not. I'm praising you whether they have it or not. I'm just going to maintain that attitude. So that's the lifestyle we, we have. The second thing I talked about was don't live life at the complaint counter. And I'm not going to go through all I preached last week, but I, how, how many did? No, I won't show hands. But I, I know that got on some people's toes. Don't live life at the complaint. As sweet as my mom is, she even called me and talked to me on the way home. She said, yeah, that was good. And, and we all need to hear that once in a while. See, we can all, if we're not careful, get in that mode of being a complainer. I, I love this statement. I do want to restate this. He said, uh, we're all born as optimists. Then the world tries to educate us out of our delusion. <laughs> See, but here's the thing. Can we remain optimistic regardless of what's out there in front of us, regardless of what our current condition is? We can if we begin to tap into God. And if we set our lifestyle as I am blessed, why? I have, I have eternity with Christ. I am blessed. Why? Because I, I am forgiven. And I'm righteous because of Jesus, what he provided. I am blessed. Why? Because I have hope in him. I am blessed. Why? Because he strengthens me with his Holy Spirit. I am blessed because he brings every, he provides all my needs met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I am blessed because he's faithful to his word. I am blessed because he's, I, I live in America. I am blessed because I have the freedom to worship. I am blessed. You know, you can find things all day long. I was talking to my brother today, and he said, you know, he started this deal of before he even gets out of the bed, before he touches his phone, before he does anything, he finds five things that he's thankful for, grateful for. You know, that's a, that's a good lifestyle to live. Well, listen, when we, when we look at what God's done for us, we can always find things to be, be blessed in. So we don't want to spend all our life and our days in the, uh, in the complaint, at the complaint counter. Because here's, here's what happens. The devil will always feed you with plenty to complain about. He'll feed you with all the reasons why you ought to have things better or you ought to be discouraged or you ought to be aggravated. Boy, I tell you what, my, my father-in-law was a great example of somebody that, <clears throat> that just chose to walk as, as, and be positive. 
He had a truck accident at 40 years old. He's in ministry, trying, helping start churches, doing, doing ministry, but he also had a trucking business. Between Jet and Nash, one of the narrow bridges that's now, now not there anymore, he had to choose to hit the bridge or run over a car, car load of people. You know, made that choice, wrecking that rig, and cost, nearly cost him his life, but cost him the freedom and mobility uh, in, in his legs. Struggled physically for a lot of years. But he chose to have a good attitude. He chose to continue to walk with the Lord. He chose to continue to trust in the Lord. And I'm going to tell you what, he touched and ministered to so many people. We did his funeral not too, uh, right March of 20, right before COVID hit, thank God. And uh, we, we did that funeral, and Jet Methodist Church was packed to the gills, and, and we spent time just celebrating uh, his life. But it was he, was, he made a choice to be positive. You know, I tell people in, in marriage, as, as a married person, you got to find the things that you can be positive about. You got to focus on all the good things she does for you or, or the good things he does for you. You can find everything negative and it's easy. You, and you can allow that to feed. When you go to feed and it'll grow. You, you can take your job, your work situation, your life in general. You can find everything negative and everything wrong and spend all your time complaining. Or you can choose to overcome that that battleground is in the mind you know a lot of a lot of the reason that people struggle in life and not walking in the blessing is this number three and number three is they don't see themselves as god sees them go back over to psalms 92 these last couple of verses were so powerful to me as i began to read this uh i i had not studied these verses before uh last week and i came across these verses in verse 12, it says, The righteous will flourish like palm trees. They will grow like cedar in Lebanon, the cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord and will flourish in the courts of our God. I love that. It's painting a picture of something that's flourishing, even in a desert or in a drought time. Why? Because the palm tree has the ability to a root system that goes deep and finds moisture. See, there's, there's a, there's, when we're tapped in, when we understand we're tapped into God, our lifestyle begins to change. We begin to walk with a different mindset and attitude because we're God's. We can praise Him because of what He's done, what He's doing, and what He's going to do. So I'm going to say that again. We can praise Him for what He's done, for what He's doing, and what He's gonna do y'all are kind of getting it see we can praise him for what he's done for what he's doing and what he's gonna do thank you that's very good y'all are a little slow learners but you're, you're getting there right no I, I understand that some of you are like i ain't saying anything whoa no i don't say anything see that's some of that some of that mindset but the biggest battle we'll have is in our mind the devil will come against us, and that's where he'll try to attack us. He'll try to tell you. He'll try to focus you on everything you don't have. He'll try to focus you on everything that hadn't worked and, and why something has, has held you back. But where, where God is concerned, we can see ourselves through the eyes of what God says. We can see ourselves as, as, a, as the righteous. Why? Because Jesus provided us his righteousness. We can see ourselves flourishing or or being able to thrive in a time when all of the things are affected. 
You know, I've mentioned this several times, but this is a time to build your faith, to trust God, to get you through what's coming in the next year or two. We got till 22, till hopefully some of this gets reined in. But I'm going to tell you what, God, I don't know about you, but it, it looks as if there's a very strong possibility. Well, we just know things are changing. Expenses, potential taxes, a lot of things out there. And you know, your income can stay right here, but if, you're, if your expenses go like this, there gets to be a distance. But here's the exciting thing. Regardless of what happens out here in this world, regardless of what changes, gas prices going up, expenses going up, groceries going up, all these things costing more, inflation, many of you are old enough to remember the 70s and 80s, early 80s. The inflation, interest, all those kinds of things. When If those things change, here's the, here's, the, here's the exciting thing is, regardless, some of y'all I know weren't born, but, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Regardless, we serve a God who we're tapped into a heavenly economy that can provide for us in the midst of it. We ought to see ourselves like that. Richly blessed means that God can supply another way. It could be that you get something provided for you, like walking into Munn Supply and get a $60 worth of parts, or, well, that part probably would have only been 30 but whatever it was, blessed. See, expecting those things. Now, that came as a result of doing the other parts of being obedient to God. But seeing ourselves that way, overcoming the battleground, the battleground of the mind would say, what if this does, these do this and I stay here? Well, listen, God has a way of either bringing this down, giving you wisdom on how to cut expenses, giving you insight into, into an extra something to do. God can make a way where there is no way. How many, how many of you have a testimony of a time when you knew there was no way you could make it and yet you did? Amen. You got any kind of time like that. So now is a time not to run in fear of what could happen, but to put our faith and our trust in what we know is stable. That's God. That's his word. And a big part of that is to see ourselves walking in the blessing of God that says, God, you're going to provide. You could provide a new job. You could provide a, a, an expense paid that, that was unexpected. You, you could supply, give me wisdom to change my outgo. You know, there is the, such thing as, as, a, as the more, too much month at the end of the money. You, you, ever, you ever experienced that? See, but God can help show you ways of changing. Even if your income can't go up, God can bless you in a way that changes the outgo. He can give you insight. I've seen that happen so many times, Sue and I, dedicating our life to follow God. So that's a part of that. Notice what he says, though, and I love this in verse uh, 14. He says, they will, stand, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Well, if there's no wickedness in him, that means he's all good. But I like that part where it says he is my rock. 
See, listen, as we gain in age, we ought to still bear fruit. You gain in age, you get older, you ought to still be able to stay green. That, that to me, and I said this last week too, but that to me, that's some, that's some faith builder, a confession, a word to speak so that I can stay lubricated in them joints, stay freed up where I'm stiff, stay horseback. Yeah, all right. Let's go on. Something that God has for us in that, in that blessing, what that looks like. Look at Deuteronomy 28. I don't know how much I... We got started kind of late. So Deuteronomy 28, we got to get into some of this. I just barely got into this last week. And uh, this chapter 28, people say, well, this is Old Testament. And all I got to say is these, these principles, this idea carries over as long as you, as long as you filter it, what I always say, filter it through the cross. He was talking about the blessing came to obedience to God. Now, he said the commandments and the laws. We don't have to follow the laws and the commandments, but obedience continues in, continues on. Obedience doesn't ever stop. That's New Testament. So I'm going to look at this, and I'm going to read verse 1. He says of 28, he says, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands I give you today, the Lord will give you, set you high above all nations of the earth. So he's specifically speaking to Israel. But now we've been engrafted in as New Testament Christians. So it would apply. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you in your, as you obey the Lord your God. Now, I love the way this, this works when you begin to read this. See, I used to pray, put my kids to bed, our, our kids to bed, and soon I would pray over them, and we'd speak these blessings over them. We'd pray over them, we'd say, well, you're the, you're the head and not the tail, you're above and not beneath. You're blessed going in, you're blessed coming out. You walk in the favor of God, everything you set your hand to is blessed. We, we begin to confess those and speak those, those scriptures over those kids so that they begin to see themselves as blessed. They begin to build a mentality that God was on their side. He wasn't against them. He loved them. See, see that's the kind of thing that, that when we entrust that to God. Look at what he says in verse four, 3. He says, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Blessed shall be the, your, your, your womb. And will be blessed and the crops of your land, your young of your livestock, your calves of your herd, the lambs of your flocks, your baskets, your kneading bowl, uh, trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and you will be blessed when you go out. See, I was blessed when I went into Munns and I was blessed when I came out. But here's the thing. The last time I went to Munns, nobody gave me anything free. But understand, I was blessed going in and I was blessed coming out even then. See, I don't have to just receive something and I, oh, I'm blessed. I choose to see that all the time. Here's the thing. We begin to see that when we go blessed going in and blessed coming out. He, he says, he goes on, he, say, he says, the Lord will grant that your enemies will rise up against you, will be defeated before you, that they'll come out against you one direction and flee from you seven. So God's going to fight battles for us. People begin to come against us. That's part of that blessing. Begin to see that the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord, your God, will bless you in the land he's giving you. He's talking to his children. He says, this promised promise land, this, this place I'm sending you, I'm going to bless you. 
You see, there, there can be this idea and this thought of, of coming to God so that you get everything easy. And you come to God so you get, or you give, give in the offering so that you get rich. That's wrong mentality. So we've we got to keep this in balance. We've got to keep this in, in, kill, in, in the right setting. But at the same time, look at how God wants to, to bless us in everything that we set our hand to. Now notice the precursor was to be obedient to God, to obey Him. See, I can, I can tell you that there are times when I haven't, the, the demonstration of what I'm talking about hadn't been there. There have been times whenever it hasn't looked, I haven't looked very blessed. But I can also go, I can go back and oftentimes without question, I can see where I missed it, where God was concerned. He said to go ahead and do something, do this, do that, uh, give or to sell or to buy or to stop or to go, do something. The more obedient I can be to God and following His direction, the better I am at being in the place where His blessing is, being able to fulfill uh, or walk in that blessing. Notice, uh, notice He says uh, that, that the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. You know, you begin to think about it. people will sometimes, I hope it's none of you, but sometimes there's, there's people I'll hear say, say, well, you know, if you want to see how to do something wrong, just follow me. You know what? That's exactly contrary, opposite of what God was speaking to the children of Israel. We ought to begin to say, I'm, at the, I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm in the right place at the right time. See, we, we ought to begin to see ourselves as the strong and able. We ought to begin to see ourselves as the wise. We ought to begin to see the one who, who's, who's able to follow the direction of God and hear him. You know, he, he, I, I love that. He says, I'm going to bless you in your barns. You know, some of you may not have barns, but, but some translations say storehouses. Or they, they, they recognize that as a storehouse. Look, look, think about some place that you have for storage. Think about some place that you have to, to hold something. Could be a bank account. Could be a savings account. Could be he's going. He could bless that. He could bless a. Uh, he could bless some other thing that you have as a place that you hold something in reserve. Some of you guys, I, I mean, don't raise your hand because you, well, your wife might not know it, but you got a. You got a. Uh, you got a, a stash. A, you know, you carry a stash. See, I didn't ever get to carry a stash for about the first 30 years of marriage, but you know, now that the kids are almost all grown up, I can. I can, Jim, I can carry a stash. Here's the thing. If we, if we tuck away a little bit of money, you know, how we, you know what we ought to do with that? Save it for the next gun or save it for the next whatever I want. Save it for the thing I'm saving for. Well, you might. But you know what here's you also do? You can walk around and say, God, where do, you, where do you need that? Do I need to give that somewhere? Do I need to do something with that? Lord, what would you have me do with anything that I have? Following in that, holding, holding something like that, Having that, that place that you tuck, and don't be hold, hiding money from each other. That was not a very good example for you married folks. You've you got to be careful doing that. But at the same time, are you, are you holding something back? Anything that you hold back, hold it back with the idea, God, will you bless it? And if you do, I'll give it to you. 
You instruct me. You lead me. You guide me. You, I'll, I'll do with it what you want. And you know what? You'll never have that run dry for any length of time because God will just keep putting, putting things in there, keep providing for you. Walking in the blessing. Well, listen, I got to get on. I got to get to one more point. The, the other thing that we, that we do as a lifestyle of blessing is that we begin to celebrate with others when they do well, even if they have more than us. When we begin to recognize ourselves as blessed, we're not in that comparison game. You know, this is a, this is a big thing in the world that we live in. Uh, but if you're green with envy, you're ripe for problems. And I began to, to, to think about this in the world we live in. What do we get caught up in so much comparison? Especially with social media. We, we, you, you'll, you'll watch and you see somebody else's grandkids. And, or you see somebody else's posts. Or you see somebody else's stuff. And we begin to compare ourselves if we're not careful. But uh, we need to be free from envy. We need to be able to celebrate somebody else's success and somebody else's blessing, even though they may have more than us. But here's the thing. When we understand God's blessing on us, then we can be at peace and, and content with what we have. You know, I, I look at this, and, and one of the best decisions we can make is not to play that comparison game See, love looks through a telescope, but envy looks through a microscope. We, we can begin to view things a lot differently. Man is, the, man is that foolish creature who tries to get even with his enemies and ahead of his friends. Funny how sometimes we have a hard time celebrating somebody else's success enjoying or, or, or being a part of that. You know, I was thinking about, and I won't, I won't have us turn there because the story of Joseph's too long, but we know the story of Joseph who had the coat of many colors, his daddy's favorite, his mama's favorite, and, and had all his brothers, and they, they sold him into slavery. But yet, they, all they could do was see what they didn't have, which was the favor and, and the love of their, of their father. You know, God doesn't want us robbed of moments of good in the process of our everyday challenges. He uses these to transform our lives. See, we don't want to get caught looking over the fence. When we, when we just get, have a peace about being blessed in what we have, then we're not, we're not caught looking over the fence trying to see what somebody else has. You know, as I close tonight, you know, I was thinking about one of the characters in the story of Joseph was Potiphar, who brought him in as a slave. But one I've never talked about or thought much about was Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife got full of selfish ambition and selfish desire. She began to want something she couldn't and shouldn't have. And everything in her life began to fall apart. You know, God is an amazing God. And if we'll just entrust all of these things to Him and, and just come to realize and have an idea and a mindset or th a thought about the blessing that He's provided for us, we'll, we'll change everything. In, uh, oftentimes, everything in our life will begin to change. Many times, we're focused on everything that we don't have instead of all the blessing that we have. But God is a God who wants us to be richly blessed. So, as we close, just ask yourself, where do I fit in that whole thing? Let's go before the Lord and let's pray. Father, we just come before you tonight and, and we just thank you that, Lord, in, in, the, in the understanding of, of who you are and what you've provided, we know that that blessing begins with the relationship with Jesus Christ. Lord, 
some some may may listen to this sermon and 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 this and and, and what I'm speaking about, and you say, "Man, I, I don't feel so blessed." Well, listen, sometimes we're measuring our blessing by things or by other people or by, by what we don't have rather than everything we do. Father, give us the understanding, the, uh, the, the, the knowledge of all that you've done for us. And that begins with a, an opportunity to be a child of God. Father, I pray for everyone in this place and everyone watching. If there's anybody who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, the blessing begins with that. You may, you may be at a place in your life where everything seems to go wrong. A lot is falling apart. But when you come to God, your problems don't all go away, but your strength, your help, your hope, your ability to overcome them does. You tapped in to a, a, a heavenly connection by the Spirit of God that enables you to overcome. Father, I just pray that these, these who are in this place tonight would, would realize that. And if there's anybody within the sound of my voice who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord, I pray tonight would be that night. You say, Lord, I want Jesus as my Lord. I want to walk in the blessing that you provided. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, is there anybody here who needs to make Jesus Lord? If you'd raise your hand, is there anybody who, who, who'd say, I, I need to pray that prayer. I need, so I'm not going to call you out, but I want you to acknowledge it. Just look at me, wave your hand if there's anybody who needs to pray and, and receive Christ. If you're online, you can connect with us online through social media, through the website. Everybody okay? Father, I pray over everyone here. And I pray, Father, that we'd begin to see ourselves as strong because of the blessing, full of hope because of the blessing. I pray that you didn't encourage us uh, to see everything that we can value in you. And so, Lord, we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, listen, one of the things that we have an opportunity to do as Jim gets ready to come back is we got an opportunity to pray with you. If you'd like prayer for anything, you're, uh, we, we will meet up top. You can come pray. You can come pray with us or we'll pray for you. If you'd like to pray a prayer of salvation, we'll do that with you as well. Uh, a couple of quick uh, uh, prayer requests, things that I know of. Uh, Verlene is going to go into treatments. We, we talked about her last week, uh, but they found 5% uh, cancer in that tumor. They got that out and the rest was just scar tissue, but praise God, she's only going to have to take uh, two weeks worth of chemo and radiation. So praise God for that. We're going to believe God for her end result of health. And Mark uh, uh, McFarland, also we're going to call, try to call him in a little bit, pray with him. He broke his ankle really bad and had a couple of surgeries. Anyway, he usually sits right up here. Finally did get a hold of him. So he's doing well as well. Uh, so continue to lift up our nation. Come on, Jim. And come up. Man, have you enjoyed? Did you enjoy, Jim?